Hi, my name is Hua, and this is The Spoken World. As a Nigerian spoken word artist, I deal with a lot of my emotions better by putting words down to express myself. Over the years, I found out that a lot of people actually relate to what I write and how I feel. Some ask questions about the circumstances and my inspiration for the pieces I compose. So I decided to start up a podcast where, every week, I'll play one of my poems and discuss some of the issues I, or rather, we, face, and have some fun sharing our experiences. The name of today's piece is Eyes of Truth. I see men. I see men that want to be men. But these specific men are just wannabe men that pretend to be men. So please, men, at ease, men. Being the man doesn't consist of consistent plans of deceiving women and releasing semen. I see men that get chills from children. Instead of taking the time to instill the skills of wisdom in them, they support their child through child support and think, yo, that's how you raise them. Better yet, they still expect children to praise them. Being a father is just a phrase to them. They're like, why bother? It's just a phase to them. And this predicament, I predict, men, that dollars don't make sense, men, since it's just senseless. I see women who woo men, try to rule men. Their aim is to change him. Change him like colors on leaves hanging on trees when those trees go through seasons. But see, men, once we're changed, men, let's water over the flame then. In other words, we become lame to them. Fellas wonder why. Well, the truth is underlined. It's a shame, but it's no lie. It's just a game to them. I see men that lie and cheat. Monogamy, yo, that's that's too deep. They rather creep. And while you're weeping, leaving your insides hollow like wean, they use tricks to get treats. Now, ain't that sweet. I see women that lie and cheat and deny speech coming from the rumors on the street. Every time you meet and greet, your heart skips a beat, then your mind speaks. Yo, those rumors about her can't be true, right? I mean, look at her. She's just too sweet. I see violent men disguised as silent men. You know the type. The quiet type that likes rights. To them, being the man is giving the woman the backhand. And since hitting is befitting, they don't plan on quitting until after they're in a pen. Hearing the laughter of sin. Reading Bible chapters. See, this is the part where you should say amen. I see women that enjoy needing a man to his destruction. From introduction, they seem to secretly seek secrets for seduction, starting smoothly with affection, which leads to the man's erection. I mean, baby, you trust me, don't you? Uh, We don't need to use protection. They smile, but all the while, they're purposely pursuing plans for a paid collection. Yo, I see gentlemen that really are gentlemen. Medea's type men that get women to think the best of all men. Fundamental type men. Whenever you stress, they caress not your best, but your mental type men. Yo, I see women that cherish their men. Separation, not an option. They rather perish with him. Never be a traitor to him. Cater to him and only him. They got an ocean of love reserved only for him whenever he needs to take a swim. I see men that retreat from the sea and to metaphorically speak, they place a chair on their heart. 
Not as corny as it sounds, and tell that one special woman to sit down. Hand you their soul so you know, yo, it's yours to keep. If there's any closed doors with me, you hold the keys. All I ask for is loyalty, and I treat you like royalty. I see women that really are loyal. They really are loyal. They refrigerate your trust in the freezer of honesty so it doesn't spoil. Treat you like you're royal. No drama in this relationship is joyful. I wonder how things would be if he were to treat she like he wanted she to treat he. I wonder how things would be if she were to treat he like she wanted he to treat she. Perfection, maybe. Kind of like the story of Adam and Eve. Well, you know, well, my, my, minus part where they are, you know, they eat the fruit from the tree. Hi, welcome to the Spoken World Podcast. I was so moved by today's piece, Eyes of Truth. It just seemed so clear, so relatable, so obvious, and at the same time, enlightening. I don't even think I should talk too much. Let's welcome the Spoken Word artist, Felice Matthew. Hello? Yeah, hello, how you doing? I'm good. Hi, Felice. I pronounced your name right, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like Felice Navidad. Okay. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. What's Thanks. Up? I'm good. How are you? I'm blessed, blessed. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this, being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. I really loved your piece uh you actually gave me two titles what were they again oh uh one was eyes of truth and the other one was pupils of reality i i really haven't decided <laughs> which one to go with i've been struggling for a decade now why did you decide to pick those particular titles for it well uh you ever been talked at you know what i'm saying like when you did something wrong someone talks at you Mm-hmm. You know, that, that kind of gets you to, you know, um, close your ears or um, to get defensive. But when someone is telling you something that's happening or something that you've done, it's less defensive. So in the poem, I wanted to kind of show what I've seen from different genders and different people. And, you know, both men and women do wrong, but I didn't want it to be like I'm talking at them. So the eyes of truth kind of kind of kind of embodies that that thought if it made sense it does actually i love the piece so much and what i did really enjoy was the truth in it how how honest and how relatable it was especially when you said something about the Medea series and i just loved when you mentioned that how the the guys are always you know perfect and stuff in them <laughs> right right you caught that you're the first one that's ever caught that actually Oh wow! I I feel I feel so special right now. Could could you say it again? Let the others hear you. <laughs> you are most people. Most people don't catch that part. Well, um, let's let's pause for now. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, my name's Felice. Um, I'm Haitian American. My parents were born in Haiti. I was born here in Naples, Florida. Um, I'm married. I've uh, been married for eight years. Um, oh. I'm a Christian, uh, spoken word artist, but I never really thought I had it. That poem that I sent you was the second poem that I've ever recited. The first poem I recited was just like, 
okay, you know, I was going through the Bible and I questioned what love was and I just put a whole bunch of questions I had in a poem. And to this day, that's still one of the best reaction poems that I get. But the second poem is when I really, which is the Eyes of Truth poem that I did, was the poem that I really said, okay, maybe I got something, but I didn't really believe in myself. You know, I, you know, in the Haitian culture, you kind of grow up with low self-confidence because the Haitian <laughs> parents, they love us, but, mm. you know, uh, that's not their thing to, you know, edify the child, whatever. Um, so um, I just doubted myself in a lot of ways, even though people around me would say I was good. And I just doubted myself in a lot of ways. So um, it wasn't until maybe this last year or two, I was like, you know what? You know, these are my perceptions. These are my perspectives. Some people tend to gravitate to them. So let me actually go out there and just share them and just see what happens. Um, I'm the only child. Uh, my mother died of HIV when I was 12. Um, I never met my real dad. And my stepdad died a few months after that. And then my granduncle died a few months after that. So as far as I know, I have no blood relatives. So until I have a child with my, with my wife. So... Uh, that's a little bit about me. Wow, that is amazing, really. How did you survive all that? How were you able to push through and be this amazing? Because I, I don't really know you so well, but listening to your piece and listening to just the way you introduced yourself, I could, I can tell that you actually pushed. You, you, you actually worked hard to. As I, I, I don't. I wouldn't know all these things happened to you if you hadn't told me. How were you able to push through all of that? Well, well, well thanks. Um, well, it's a combination of things. I always picture myself being asked things like this. And, you know, for a long time, I didn't want to share things like that because I was like, you know, people start forming their little defense mechanisms and they push you away or they judge you. But then I said, you know what? Somewhere someone could relate to my story. So that's what kind of gave me like the courage to really tell my biography and whatnot but um as far as how i pushed through it it's it's a combination of things like one is god you know like some people mm -hmm. don't believe in god i get it but certain things just seem to happen for a reason perfectly mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so yeah. and that's that's something that can't really be be controlled by a man regardless how much control you think you have of someone or something there's certain things that's outside of control that always seem to benefit you you know, I choose to believe it's a God. So I think it's God allowing certain things to happen in my life to make me who he wanted to be is one. Um, how he made me is another. Everyone has something that just comes natural to them. Something that, you know what I'm saying? Like everyone, some it's physical, some it's mental, some it's emotional. My thing is humor. You know, you wouldn't get it from my poetry. It wasn't as until, it wasn't up until like a few months ago that I actually started showing sharing my humorous side but i'm really humorous and that was like the first piece of my identity that i knew anybody who knows me knows that i'm just a comical goofy silly person the introspective side i started sharing in my poetry because the curse of being funny is that people don't take you seriously mm -hmm. so when i started writing poem that was a serious side that i wanted to be taken seriously um but i made it through it because of god you know saying that this is what you're going to go through and you're going to be okay how god crafted me with a sense of humor to i can laugh at anything i mean here's here's something that most people don't know and it kind of it's probably going to make me sound like the devil when i share it but at my mother's funeral i laughed now let me explain i didn't laugh at my mom dying of course not 
you know. I, I laughed because there was, <laughs> there was a, you know, a Haitian parent who was like, oh, take me, take me, Lord, why her, take me? <laughs> so I was walking past her, and I kind of bumped her towards the hole that my mom was going down in, in the casket. <laughs> okay. She just completely just started cursing, and, oh, you, why would you do that? Like, completely changed character, and I was, I was dying laughing. <laughs> yeah. So that, amongst a lot of things, have taught me that. God really gave me a sense of humor to be able to get through a lot of things in life. I don't care how sad or broken or depression. I just laugh at a lot of things. And I think that's really what carried me through a lot of things. Yeah, I completely understand that. You know, sometimes when people ask me why I believe in God, even though I might not be able to convince them in any any other way, I tell them, you know, sometimes you just have to believe in something because this life is just too too hard to go through alone you know and if 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 you're able to believe in him and know that he's got control over everything that's going to happen that like there's no way you are going to see a bright side to everything and sometimes that's all you need to do just see a bright side see the bright side to everything that you're doing and you'll be okay right right um another way to put it uh, yeah so um your second poem ever eyes of truth yep like that 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 is amazing the second poem i've um i ever wrote or performed well i, I performed to my brother uh i probably trashed it because it was it was <laughs> it was that horrible like i had to write poems over and over and over again before i could you know before i finally accepted that it was something i should probably get into because a uh, spoken word isn't very encouraged or it's not very popular where I'm from. So right. I didn't have a lot of role models, Nigerian spoken word artists. There were very few and I had to go look for them on the internet. So it was, uh, it was pretty difficult for me to get, you know, to be able to become the spoken word artist I am. But even at that, I think it's still pretty amazing how you were able to, you know, come up with this at, at, at your second go, actually. <laughs> Well, thanks. But let, let me be fair. Let me okay. be completely honest. Uh-huh. When I say second, it's not like I've never written anything in my life. Mm-hmm. It's just, it wasn't serious. It was just stuff like roses are red, violets are blue. Oh, no, mine were like serious, serious. Write, they know? were horrible, They were, but they were serious. <laughs> yeah, but the second serious poem I've ever wrote and actually thought about each line and each word and syllable and delivery. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was my second poem. Oh. What what um made you write this particular piece, and can you explain what exactly was going through your mind when you wrote it? Um, yeah, man, you're such a great interviewer. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Uh, I'm trying so hard. I was questions. so nervous before we started this interview. <laughs> I was I, I, I don't I, I don't know. I've never interviewed an American before. I hope I hope this goes well. But thank you. Thank you. Ah, you're doing an amazing job. You got it. I've heard some of your poetry on Instagram. You, you get it. And your writings, you understand the format and everything you did. Thank you. So, um, the, uh, well, all my poems, you know, like, I've been to, like, I've performed so much. And I read a lot, you know, and, and I study a lot. I'm so analytical. Um, so, like, all, what I've noticed that a lot of people's poems is not a reflection of how they really think. It's a reflection of thoughts that, you know, they think that other people would think. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got you. But with my poems, it's really... Oh, I couldn't hear you. Go ahead. 
I said I really get you. Yeah, so my poem was just really a reflection of my thoughts. Like, I remember being in school, and it has to go with the poem too. I remember being in school and writing like a survey on a piece of paper and asking anybody who would fill that paper out to fill out the survey, like, what, what does it mean to be confident? What attracts you to a guy physically? What attracts you to a guy mentally? Is it worse to cheat physically or is it worse to cheat emotionally? Um, what's worse, cheating a, a man cheating with his body or a woman cheating with their heart? And, you know, I used to always ask these questions. So relationships, you know, in my poetry, that's really all I really talk about is the nuances of relationships. I don't really claim to act like it's just some new revelation and nobody has. No, I want it to be as relatable and as common to every person that walks this earth as possible. And I just put it in a rhythm and a flow that sounds good to my ear. And that's what I do. So when I was talking about the first line where I said, um, I see men that want to be men, mm-hmm. but these men are just want to be men that pretend to be men. So please, men, at ease, men. Being a man is, doesn't consist of consistent plans of deceiving women and releasing semen. I see men that get chills from children. All of that was just a fancy way of saying there's some men out there who really just want sex from women, nothing else. They'll say all the right words. They'll say all the right lines. They'll make the woman believe everything because they're just that charismatic. They're that confident. There's just, unfortunately, those are the women that most women gravitate. Those are the men that most women gravitate to, unfortunately. And rightfully mm-hmm. so, because they're charismatic, they're charming, they're attractive. You know what I'm saying? They have a bad boy edge. But then I wanted to showcase the bad side of that. Those, some of those men, now I'm not saying all the men that have those traits are like this, but some of those men really just want sex. And what's better with sex? What's better than sex with you is sex with another woman. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to show that in those lines. And to add to that, it kind of transitioned to my next line of some of those same men, you know, they support their child through child support and think that's how you raise them. And um, as I was saying earlier, like, I really, this is how I really think. I don't just make these rhymes just sound nice. I try to make it sound nice with the delivery. Because if, it sound, if the delivery sounds like, hi, 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 cat, hi, 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 bat, hi, 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 that, your mind kind of starts to drift off. Yeah, <laughs> it does. You know, that's what I've noticed. So the flow is just so you notice the message. And I don't really care about the flow as in, you know, trying to make people say, oh, look at my flow or whatever. It's just to deliver the message. So what really penned my rhymes or helped me come up with the lines is just looking at relationships between men and women. Like you'll see a woman who says, I'm looking for love. But then if the guy doesn't have money, they don't want him. Or if the guy's too nice, they don't want him. You know, and then you see men that say, yeah, I want a, a woman who's loyal. But then they treat that woman any type of way and expect that woman to be loyal. And if that woman makes one mistake, they, they leave the woman. So I'm like, no, that's not, that's really not how it goes. You know, that's kind of hypocritical and contradicting. So these are all reflection of my rhymes. And these are the things that I think about. And have thought about when I wrote that that particular poem. Yeah, I think at the end, uh, both the men and the women at the end are going to have to figure out for themselves what they really want, and then learn to appreciate what they have, what they get, what's you know, and respect it. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds yeah. like a wise words from a wise woman right there. Thank you so much. Oh wow, I had an amazing fun conversation with you. And uh, <laughs> I really do hope we'll be able to have more like this again. Uh, no problem. Thank no you. Problem. Yeah. Uh.
appreciate you for having me. Yeah. Bye. Thank you so much for listening till the end. If you've got anything to share considering the piece or the discussion, or if you even disagree with what we talked about, be sure to send a comment to huwa18okoyomoh at gmail.com. That is huwa18okoyomo at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at i.am.hua and on Twitter at hua underscore 97. Our theme song is brought to you by Memma Music. The podcast will be every Thursday from 4 p.m.